0: Welcome to CUCC's Sermons for Everyone. No matter who you are or where you find yourself on life's journey, we're glad you've tuned in, and we hope you find meaning in this week's sermon. Well, as we get ready to kick off our programmatic year next week, and as many in our community have just started new school years or, or just seeking to set new intentions for the fall, we decided to dig into the Proverbs for two weeks for some words of wisdom. All right, right in the middle of our Bibles, we have a, a lesser read book in which the ancient wisdom teachers of old used proverbial sayings or short stories to get at lessons of the heart. All right, lessons of life. Now, last week, we considered the way of the slug, right? And the slug is someone who has moved past momentary instances of laziness towards a full blown disposition of taking the easy way out. In our passage, we read of a slug or a sluggard who let his vineyard fall into disrepair, awakening one day to the reality that slow and steady neglect had led to irreparable damage. We used this as an opportunity to reflect on critical areas of our own lives. We had a chart even on the back of the bulletin where we set to take an honest look at at some of the areas of our life to make sure there were no weeds growing or, or cracks creeping in. Words of wisdom to the slug was wake up and smell the weeds, right? Slow and steady neglect leads to pain and loss. Today, we consider the ant. If the slug's all about slow and steady decline, the ant is all about slow and steady progress. But first, some fun facts about ants. Did you know that ants are the longest-living insects? Yeah, whereas many insects have incredibly short lifespans, some living only a few hours, there are some species of ants that can live up to 30 years. Yeah. Not only do they live a long time, but they've also been around forever. There are, again, some species of ants that can be traced back to the Cretaceous period, a.k.a. there are ants that are as old as Dinosaurs. Now, one of their survival features is that ants have two stomachs, one for digesting their own food and another for carrying nutrients back for others. They've continued to evolve and spread, and there are now 12,000 different species of ants worldwide. And ironically, the only continent that doesn't have ants, Antarctica. You're welcome, that's an educational dad joke. (laughs) Now, unless you live in Antarctica, have you ever had the feeling that ants are everywhere? It's because they are. There's estimated that there are 10 quadrillion ants alive at any given moment. Try to put that into perspective for you. If Amazon sold boxes filled with a million ants, you would need 1,000 warehouses filled with a million boxes, each of a million ants. Or another way to look at it, there are 130,000 ants for every single human being on the planet. So yeah, they're literally everywhere. It then, I'll stop at some point, but I had too much fun with this this week. It didn't surprise you that 10 quadrillion ants can do some serious damage. It's estimated that in the U.S. alone, approximately $3 billion a year is spent on veterinary and medical bills due to ant bites, and $5 billion every year on property damage as a result of carpenter ants. They live forever, they're literally everywhere, and finally, they have superhuman strength. There are some species of ants that can carry over a hundred times their body weight, and they'll carry even larger objects working together. That would be like me carrying a full-size forklift in both arms. You get the point. Ants, they are small, but they're quite remarkable, so much so that the wisdom teachers of old, they observed the ant and used them as an example of how one might thrive in the world. So let's read one of those teachings together and then we'll spend some time talking about our own lives. So from Proverbs 6, verse 6 to 11. Go to the ant, you sluggard, Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores provisions in the summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you just lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? Echoed from last week. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, And poverty will come on you like a thief, scarcity like an armed man. It's again, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So if the slug is painted as foolish and lazy, the ant is painted as wise and diligent. The ant has no commander, no manager, supervisor, or life coach telling it where to go or what to do. And yet, there it goes. Summer after summer, leaf after leaf, one step at a time, gathering and storing up food so it can survive the winter. See, despite having superhuman strength, ants don't do well in cold weather. And so they gather and they gather. When the cold comes, they close their holes. Right? They seal them up. They literally slow down as a colony and they survive solely based on how well they prepared. Now, I've got, got a couple C words for you. Character traits of ants, as the wisdom teachers of the Bible believe that there are some profound things that we can learn from watching them. And so, ants' strength and success is based on their capacity, their courage their consistency, and their community. We'll have fun with those. Ants have developed the capacity to walk great distances, carry heavy loads, and always find their way back. Ants have the courage to march right up to an object, even if it puts them in harm's way, because they are laser-focused on what they're doing. Ants keep on keeping on, one step at a time, One little piece of food at a time, trip after trip after trip. They stick with their tasks with remarkable consistency. And finally, despite what Disney may have you think, ants never embark on journeys alone. They work with the colony for the colony. Even their stomachs, as he said, have evolved to the point that they can carry nutrients for another Answer all about community. So let's drop the analogy for a second and talk about us, our lives, our stuff. So last week, maybe you brought your bulletin back, maybe you worked on it in your free time. Last week, we tried to identify some areas in our life that could use some attention, right? We, some critical areas in life that maybe we had let sleep slip, right, or had fallen asleep with. If you weren't with us, we talked about our marriages, or romantic relationships, our finances, our recreation and fun, our fitness and physical health, our relationship with family members, friends, colleagues, and finally, our spiritual life. We recognize that in some of these critical areas, we've all likely developed some great habits and subsequently are, are doing well running smooth, free of weeds, and are adding to our life. We also recognize that there may be some areas in which we're just winging it, right? Avoiding it. Maybe even straight up neglecting it. The word of wisdom for the slug was wake up and smell the weeds, right? Identify the areas that you've let things slip. The word of wisdom from observing the ant is your, your progress and success. And these critical areas of life are likely going to come down to capacity, courage, consistency, and community. And so in some cases, we might all need to grow in capacity. Right? We might need to learn a few things, get a bit stronger pick up some new skills or, or some new coping mechanisms. Right, to really strengthen your marriage, there might be a need for a more refined and intentional approach to communication. If the, the same thing always triggers the same argument, you might need a new tool. If you struggle to go for a run, a jog, or a, a serious walk, you might need to build up Strength. All right, build up your body's capacity for anaerobic exercise. If your spiritual life has stalled and your faith is running on experiences from a decade ago, we might need to introduce some new materials, have some new experiences, just try out some new spiritual practices all, all in the hopes to bolster our, our connection with God. Ultimately, we might all need to to grow in capacity. Or in other cases, you might need a shot of courage. Maybe you know exactly what you need to do to invest in the critical areas of your life, whether you're feeling neglected. But fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of letting yourself down keeps you from taking the first step. Maybe you know exactly what sort of healthy boundary you want to set in place at your work or with your parents, and yet fear keeps you from picking up the phone or advocating for yourself. Maybe you've always wanted to lose a couple pounds or become a little more fit, but fear of failing, fear of facing our addiction to sugar or alcohol or the couch keeps us from trying. Maybe you were taught that you cannot question the church, question your faith, question the Bible, and there's fear associated with asking potentially, potentially heretical questions. And yet there's still something unsatisfied in you with, with the status quo. Whatever the case might be, you you might need to push through some fear and courageously commit to taking the first step. Maybe it's not capacity. Maybe it's not courage. Maybe you've picked up on the subliminal messages that are everywhere the messages that tell you that there is a quick fix for every one of your problems. There's a supplement that will make you feel better, a magical stock that will make you millions, a vacation that will heal everything, a drug that will bring back your joy, an affair that will make you feel alive again, or an achievement that will finally make you love yourself. From overnight shipping to 30-day body transformations, we want it, and, and we want it now problem is sustainable growth rarely works that way often the thing that's needed is just a little bit of consistency finding something good a good habit or two and sticking with it over and over step after step look at a, a proverb on finances as an example in proverbs 13 read dishonest money it dwindles away Whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. There is no breakthrough idea. I'm looking at financial planners out there. I'm not trying to give any advice. But it's an ancient reminder, right, that that consistently looking for a get-rich-quick scheme, right, or a loophole that we can bend to our own benefit, not only does it not work all the time, it's not the healthiest way to approach life or money. Whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow little by little one step at a time the way of the ant. And finally to see progress in areas of our life that need some attention we might might need to place a little less value on, on the finish line the grand prize is still step-by-step, step or, or the achievement of it all. And simply take pride in waking up and doing it. Waking up and doing it again, over and over. And now, finally, if you really want to make progress, if you really want to multiply the effects of your effort, from the ant, we learn not to go at it alone. With the colony, for the colony. Whether it's our marriage, our hobbies, our fitness, our spiritual life, we don't go at it alone. Don't be your only teacher. One of the most remarkable things about the church to me is that at no time ever was it an individual pursuit. When the Jesus movement took off and the church caught fire, there were spiritual activities and and schools of thought that were individualistic, right, or more personable or personal, but not the church. From the very first Pentecost in an upper room to this very worship service this morning, the church has always gathered together. Love of neighbor has always stood right next to love of God. That's why this place matters so much, It's why gathering together for moments of worship, for fellowship, for for United Fall Fest, it's why it matters so much. Like the ant, we're not designed to go at life alone. We're not expected to learn life's lessons alone. We're not expected to, to deal with life's pain all alone. If we want to take some steps forward and invest in those critical areas of our life, one of the most impactful things we can do is to find a people and a place to do it with. Right, find a, a community of shared values so that we might, as the author of Hebrews says, provoke one another to love and good deeds. So there we have it. A wave of the ant. Slow and steady progress based on capacity, courage, consistency, community. Likely, none of us are quite as lazy as a slug. And likely, none of us are carrying 100 times our weight, day in and day out. But still lessons to learn. There's always still progress to be made, fears to be cast aside, community to be invested in. And so have fun. Go at it this fall. Avoid the way of the slug. Pursue the way of the ant. Take an inventory of your life and commit to slow and steady growth. And one final word of wisdom for those of you who are always getting after it, who are always working on the next goal with the gas pedal to the floor. Remember to rest. Like the ant, be aware of your body, be aware of when it might be time to take a deep breath to slow things down and simply to enjoy some of the fruit of your labor. The ants have a built-in season of chill. It's part of their rhythm. If you want to outlive the dinosaurs, you got to be kind to yourself. So blessings, my friends. I look forward to everything the fall has to throw at us, and and even more so, I look forward to taking it on, one step at a time, and always together. Amen.
1: mm